We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guy Cody here. Joining me again, friend of the show, Mr. Kevin Bowen himself from 107.5 The Fan. Kevin, welcome back on, man. How are you doing? Hey, Cody, doing great, man. I uh, like the shirt that you're rocking there. It's a pretty cool little horse action. But, you know, it's always one of my favorite times of the year. March Madness speaks for itself and the NFL's version of it as well. So looking forward to um, some fireworks starting next week. Absolutely, man. It's about to be crazy. It's already been crazy this week with some of the quarterbacks getting some deals and you know things of that nature. But uh, yeah, free agency frenzy this next week coming up. The Colts obviously not yet have not done anything, have not decided, have not brought anybody back of their own free agents. And so wanted to kind of start the episode off by looking at some of those free agents the Colts do have. In total, they have 18 free agents, 18 guys they could negotiate with to bring back. But, Kevin, out of these 18 names, who are some of your guys that you're like, whatever you got to do, bring these guys back? And and why, I guess? Yeah, Chase McLaughlin's atop the list, which is pretty wild to think. You know, he wasn't even on the team week one last year. Um, I, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I know it's really not Chris Bauer's MO to let or to do too many re-signings before the start of the new league year, but he's a guy that I definitely bring back. I mean, consistency with extra points, didn't miss one last year, and then obviously tapped into – you know, an area the Colts haven't had in quite some time of reliable long distance kicking. I think it was nine of 13 from over 50. And, you know, it's not always the prettiest, but he gets a job done. And that's all that matters when you're when you're kicking. So I, I would bring him back. And then after that, Cody, you can probably talk me in or out of several guys. You know, I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily am like pounding the table for anybody. I'm probably a little bit more pro Yanni Kingakwe than most. Um, I don't see the finances in bringing back Bobby Okereke. It's a bit unfortunate, but that's just part of the position he plays and part of how they've already invested at that position. Um, I, I would like to bring back EJ Speed. I'd like to bring back Tyquan Lewis on a very injury incentive deal. You know, Paris Campbell, you know, a little bit richer, of course, than than Lewis, but something similar along those lines. Uh, Roddy McLeod's a guy that if he still wants to play football, I think he would make some sense to bring back. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some that we'll go over, but th that's kind of how I view it. You know, you got a handful of starters. Um, I could see reasons why you'd bring back some of them, but at the same time, I think it's just a really important week to create more space 
and to um, you know try and be a little bit more active than the than they typically are. Absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, creating some space. And I wanted to kind of touch on that because I think there's been some some fans and some people just speculating and asking the question, and why isn't Matt Ryan, you know, released at this point from the Colts? I think like a lot of people expected that would be the first move the Colts would make. You know, him and Nick Foles would be like the first two dominoes to fall here. The Colts haven't done anything. Why do you think that is? Do you think there's you know, I kind of threw around the idea, like, is Matt Ryan, you know, I know like it wouldn't financially make sense for him, but like is he maybe mulling retirement or is there something else in the, in play here? What, what are your thoughts on why the Colts haven't done anything in terms of some cuts yet? Yeah. I, a couple of things probably pop into my head on that. For one, I just don't think it's ever been really Chris Ballard's MO to do a whole lot of stuff earlier than he needs to. Um, and technically, you know, as we record this, it's Friday afternoon, March 10th, you know, from a deadline standpoint, the Matt Ryan roster bonuses don't kick in until next week, next Friday. Um, so you don't need to necessarily do anything until then. Um, in the back of your mind, if you already know one way or the other, which again, I, I'm assuming that they will cut him, that you, you kind of already have that space uh, in the back of your mind and you know it's going to be there. Um, so part of this, honestly, I might be reading too much into it, but part of it I think stems a lot from the Josh McDaniel situation where you know you, you want to kind of cover your your, your own butt of like, hey, I, I don't want to do anything until we necessarily have to do it. And you just never know, you know, w- how things could unfold. I don't really know where the Matt Ryan thing could all of a sudden turn this into a 180 and, and you would bring him back at the price that he's at right now. But I, I'm just trying to read a little bit into why we haven't seen that happen yet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Just curious on that. And, you know, because I feel like that's something the Colts fans have been expecting and it hasn't quite come to fruition yet. So obviously still very early, like you said, the Colts still have about a week to go until he is due all that uh, roster bonus and stuff like that. So uh, any other guys, Kevin, that you could look at from the Colts right now, you think could be some potential like cut candidates or trade candidates? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the first two names that probably come to mind are Ryan Kelly and Kenny Moore um, for similar reasons and I guess a bit different, you know, as well. Um, You know, in Kenny's case, he's going in the final year of his contract. You know, anytime you look at a player that has had contract issues, hasn't had the season that he wanted, you've changed defensive schemes when he really flourished, um, and he's going into a contract year, you just kind of add that up, and those look like cap casualties. It's interesting, Cody. This is kind of foreign to us, you know, for covers of the Colts or fans of the Colts. 
you know, we're not used to them being in positions to where all of a sudden you're like, man, how are they going to make more cap room? Or do they need to make more, more, more cap room? You know, and again, Ballard does not want to do that. Like that has not been his MO and clearly that's how they've operated in his, you know, first six off seasons as GM, but him and Ryan Kelly, I, I think for, you know, reasons that you can point to, um, it would make some sense to look long and hard at it. Now, the thing about Kenny Moore, what's the future at that slot position if you make that move? You know, I don't think, you know, you have a Danny Penter on offense. I don't know if you have that at corner. We saw Julian Blackman get some reps in the year when Kenny was out. You know, is that a full-time thing that you want to do? You know, if you all of a sudden let Kenny walk, Stephon Gilmore's going to be 33 if i'm not mistaken this year you know corner skyrock i i have it pretty high on the need list anyways corner really skyrockets in the offseason need list so these are all things i think you have to think about um but ryan kelly's one just from a return on investment standpoint boy it, it just hasn't been there and i think there's some physical element to it certainly uh, but it just hasn't been at the level that you would like for it to be when you're going to invest that much in the interior of your offensive line you better be darn sure you get high-level return out of that, and they haven't gotten it. And that is a position that you talk to a lot of GMs around the NFL, and they would say there's no need to make that investment at center. You know, you can kind of patchwork it. It isn't the right phrase, but you can do some things where you aren't making such a rich sort of commitment there, and, you know, it's just kind of salt in the wounds when, again, you haven't gotten that level. So those are the first two that come to mind. You know, again, about – Nick Foles, of course, as well, but that isn't, you know, a huge, huge um, cap saving. So right around $12 million, if I'm not mistaken, and I, I would expect that to grow and, and grow significantly um, here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. One name that's very interesting, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Kevin, Mo Ali Cox. He signed that extension last offseason. Obviously, Tom Manning coming back uh, where he did work with Mo in 2018, like, for what you're paying him, I don't really think it makes a whole lot of sense on the current contract he's on to keep him around. But like, what are your thoughts with that connection to Manning and kind of what that means maybe for his future? I know he's been kind of thrown around as another cut candidate potentially. Yeah, before I get into Mo, if you don't, if you don't mind, I, I'm going to touch on Tom Manning because I, yeah. I think that's a really exciting hire for Colts fans. And I get that he's a tight end coach and he's a position coach and he's been in the NFL for one year. Um, so maybe there's not a lot of fanfare with it, but. You know, I've talked with people that have played for him and, and, and speak very highly of him. I know Andrew Luck wanted him at Stanford. Um, I mean, this is a guy that I think made a really strong impression inside of that building in the one year he was here. You know, he went back to Iowa State to be Matt Campbell's offensive coordinator after that one season. And I understand the move. You know, if you're him, Matt Campbell in 2019, he was the coach in college football. Everybody thought, you know, when Urban Meyer or John Harbaugh or or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, or Brian Kelly, whenever they leave those respective schools, it's going to be a race to who can hire Matt Campbell if he's not already hired by an NFL team. And obviously mm -hmm. it didn't really pan out that way. But, you know, if you're Manning, you're thinking either you're coaching waiting at Iowa State or you, you know, could be the OC at one of those, you know, schools or even maybe in the NFL. Um, and the fact that you bring college play calling experience with Brock Purdy, of all people, you know, that I think kind of adds to the appeal with him. So I think it'll be a good sounding board for not only Jim Bob Cooter, but Shane Steichen as well inside of that building. You know, Mo is not one that I have thought too much about, and I'm probably a bit naive not to even entertain that uh, because he did have a very disappointing season, in my opinion. You were hoping for strides. And, you know, part of it is just like when you draft these projects 
and I think at the time, and I guess he wasn't drafted, but when you sign these projects, you know, you, you have this immense amount of ceiling. You're like, there's got to be more. There's, there's, there's got to be more. And, and when you see the highlight plays, you, you think that there's more, but sometimes there's just not. And, and maybe that's where it is with Mo Ali Cox. I think when you watch him as a route runner, you don't just get the fluidity as you get maybe some other tight ends. Um, now, from a blocking standpoint, I still think he offers a whole lot, and I thought that was a big issue for the tight end group this year. So how I view wideout and tight end, Cody, over the next couple of weeks is I would probably retain Mo. I, do you have the cap savings in front of you? It can't be that much. What is it, three or four? Yeah. Um, let me pull this up. I want to see what he was making last year with Indy, or when he signed that contract, I should say. Here, I'll just pull it up here. Well, you do that. I, I just think when you look at pass catcher, um, I think you need to do one more along with bringing Paris Campbell back. Because I think Campbell's a key complement to what you have in Pearson Pittman. But I think you need to do one more. And you know, so much of this offseason has got to be about supporting that quarterback, supporting that young quarterback in particular, if the plans are to trade up in the draft when you are going to lose some draft capital you know, coming up in, in, in 2023. And I know Mo again, might not be viewed as the most critical piece to that. But if you want to be a versatile tight end, I do think he can offer you a little bit more on first right now. Yeah, so a little bit on the Mo Ali cox uh, Last year he signed a three-year extension up to $18 million. So, I mean, that's like, what, $6 million roughly a year. And the Colts save about $3 million cutting him, but they would eat about yeah, about two point forty uh in you know dead cap. So, they would save some money if they did decide to cut Mo. I mean, that's where I guess that's kind of where I'm at. Kevin is like, if all he's going to do is block, are you willing to pay him six million to do that? Sure, you know, and, and a, a lot of it contract. is projecting Jelani Woods forward and projecting Drew Ogletree after, um, you know, after the ACL. Um, you know, it, it would be wild to think that you know if Mo Ali Cox left. I mean, and let's say Paris Campbell walked in free agency, who's your most experienced pass catcher? Right. Michael Pittman on the final year of his rookie deal. I mean, you wouldn't have a single second contract guy, you know, at wideout or tight end unless I'm missing somebody. I guess maybe if you re-signed Ashton Doolin. So it, it is crazy to think about, you, you know, you want to provide some support. I mean, if you look at the early Manning years, yes, there was Marvin. There are a lot of veterans around Marvin in those early years. You know, you, you had a Reggie Wayne. You had a Donnie Avery early on for Andrew Luck. So I, I, I just think those are some things to keep in mind when you start playing, you know, the whole cut game. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
Yeah, absolutely. And maybe there is like a restructure or something they can do there. Yeah. But you know, I do definitely. I just think for that contract, there's something you should do, whether it's just outright cut him or restructure or something like that. But, but yeah, he's just an interesting name that's been tossed around. And I feel like with the Tom Manning connection, it's kind of like, well, maybe he does stay with Indy. Because I think a lot of people were just like, he's out. But maybe it's more of a makes more sense now. But yeah, I think um, that 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 makes sense to me with with that. But are you know, I guess. My question for you, Kevin, now moving on maybe outside of the Colts building, you talked about maybe some, you know, adding some veteran pieces, you know, maybe the wide receiver room, tight end room, maybe some other positions. What would you say right now for you entering free agency are your top three needs for the Colts? Ooh, um, so just free agency, I, I think, I think you need to find a starting interior offensive lineman. And part of that comes from either the right guard your debate there about Will, Will Fry's moving forward and or the Ryan Kelly situation. So I'd go there. You have to do something at edge rusher. So whether that's re-sign Yanni Kingakwe or you need to make another move. I am not one of these people that think Pay and Dio Dengbo and then you just find some patchwork somewhere else. I mean, to me, I like Pay as a three-down guy, but I just don't know if him and Dio as a defensive end pair give you the jolt and give you the diverse jolt that you're looking for. I don't think you strike speed fear into the opponent with those two coming off the edge on third down. Um, so I, I'd go there next. And I guess corner. Um, I, I think corner could be a double dip and, and probably needs to be a double dip. And by double dip, I mean for agency in the draft. Um, if you part ways with, with, with Kenny Moore. So those would be my top three. Not to lose sight of, you got to find a backup quarterback, of course. Um, so that would be, you know, pretty high. Um, I think you probably need a swing tackle um, at, at at some point. You, you know, just I think Bernard Raymond should be your starter left tackle. I think a swing tackle. You know, I mentioned riding the cloud as a vet safety earlier. I mentioned the 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 you know find that pass catcher as well. And I don't think free agency is really the avenue to do this, just because the positional value for me doesn't rank very high. But I do think it'd be wise to find a third down back. Um, I don't think Zach Moss is that. I think he's more of spelling Jonathan Taylor. Um, so find kind of that. You know, we saw how effective some of those backs were for Philly in a rotational role. Obviously, Steichen comes from a very rich Chargers background with some really good pass catching uh, backs as well. So I, I do think that's something that you should look for. And, you know, maybe you can find in the draft. Granted, it's a lot to throw on a rookie to be, you know, kind of in that role on third down. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. So looking at some of these positions of need for free agency, are there some guys that you've kind of looked at this class now and said, this would make a lot of sense for the Colts to pursue that, you know, that Avenue and maybe fill that position with some veteran experience. Yeah. You know, when I think back to the pass catcher group, again, I think the compliment that you're looking for there is speed. I mean, a guy that I like that this doesn't necessarily qualify into that. I do like Alan Lazard. From Green Bay, I mean, I, I do feel like he's a guy that um, would would help you out and, and provide a little bit more of, of a vet. So he would be somebody that I would be looking for there. Um, you know, tight end wise, it, I think Dalton Schultz, if I'm not mistaken, Robert Tanyan. I mean, those are some guys as well that it'd be kind of a splash at tight end. And I get that you have a lot of guys in house, so maybe that is not the obvious route to to go. But I, I you know. If you add a nice pass catcher for a young rookie quarterback, I don't think you can be too mad 
about that because it's so critical to make sure that quarterback feels supported early in his career so you don't get the scar tissue that sometimes you see with the young QBs. You know, probably the most popular offensive line name um, is uh, Isaac Suomalo, and, and I hope I'm pronouncing that, that last name right, but starting right guard from Philly. You know, it's interesting. When you look at Shane Sykin's staff, we didn't see really any Eagles connections and, and hardly any Chargers connections either. So that's always something, a game to play in free agency. And on the flip side of that, Cody, that's a game to play on the other end of it. I mean, you've got four Colts head coaches, former four former Colts coaches, now head coaches at different stops around the NFL. That's a big number. And Nick Sirianni and Frank Reich and Matt Eberflus and Jonathan Gannon. So in-house, you know, do you see Paris Campbell? Do you see a Tyquan Lewis? And again, I know some of these are not like, you know, Bobby O'Carrick. You know, I, I know you might not lose sleep over losing some of them, but I do think that's something to keep an eye on. You know, corner, again, a lot of it is going to depend on, well, I guess go to edge rush. That always seems to be a group where you see veteran cuts. So, you know, maybe a veteran to compliment Quiddy and, and Dio would, would make a lot of sense there. Um, so, you know, that is a probably a position group that we circle back on Monday, and there might be a little bit more there than you thought. Um, but corner-wise, I do think from a slot standpoint, that's something that, that should be looked into. It's kind of funny to see Rocky Seen's name as, as a free agent corner. Uh, that'll be one to keep an eye on. I know Jamal Dean is probably one that um, a lot of teams are going to be very high on. That would be a big splash. But if you lose Kenny, it's going to free up some, some money. You know, do you look at it and say, all right, Gilmore and Dean, and, and you feel really good about that duo because it doesn't seem like the slot position maybe has meant as much uh, to Matty or to uh, Gus Bradley as it meant, uh, meant to uh, Matty, Matty Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't that be wild if the Colts were able to bring back Ngakwe <laughs> and bring back Rakusin both in the, you know, the same offseason? It'd be kind of funny how that would work sure. out. But, uh, yeah, I know there was some some interesting comments that Rock made on his way out. So, you know, maybe the Colts are kind of soured on that. I'm not sure, but uh, it'll be interesting nonetheless. I'm really looking forward to it, man. And, you know, I'm just, I guess, not holding my breath that the Colts are going to do anything. Um, and I know you actually had a piece that came out, like, you know, with what happened last year with the Colts. Like, does this kind of change Chris Ballard's mindset a little bit and his philosophy going forward? Um and I obviously encourage everybody to go check that one out. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on that, though? I, I'm just curious on that. Yeah, you know, first, I guess, you know, I'll believe it when I when I see it. And I know that might be kind of a negative way to, to look at it, but I think that's just kind of the realistic way to look at it with how Ballard has operated. But, you know, so much of the blame last year on Carson Wentz, and obviously the season had some really bright moments until late, late in the year. I mean, this was just rock bottom. I mean, this was 4-12-1. and one. This had historically bad offensive issues, um, and, and I, I, you know, I asked Ballard the same question in the January presser that I asked him last January. Of, you know, do you feel like you need to alter your roster building and your approach? And in that article, you know, when you look at the four best Colts players, Ballard, you could make the case required all of them: Leonard, Buckner, Taylor, and Nelson. Um, the issue, though, is, again, it's a running back, it's a guard, it's a linebacker, and it's an interior defensive lineman. You probably shouldn't slot Buckner in that you know group. I, I think interior defensive linemen matter a whole lot. But you know those four guys, Cody, you can make the argument they've been the best player or one of the best players at their respective positions for several seasons over the last handful of years. So you've had four like really elite players at their positions, which is not easy to do. 
and what have been the team results? No division right. titles and the playoff win. You got to go back to Andrew Luck's, you know, rookie year or excuse me, Andrew Luck's first year with Frank Reich for that. So if you took those positions and if they were a wide out, if they were a corner, if they were a left tackle, if they were an edge rusher, obviously quarterback, but I'm not going to get into a dream scenario here, but just those other ones, non-quarterback related, I would argue the results would be different. Um, you would have a little bit more on the success front with that. So, you know, again, I am not holding my breath that something immense is going to happen. They've got to create cap space for something a little bit more frequent. And I think something to keep in mind, Cody, Chris Bowd has found hits in free agency. He's found week one hits in free agency. A, a Jabal Sheard, a Nico Autry, uh, Eric Ebron, Xavier Rhodes is a little bit more on the back end. But, you know, he's found success. It's just you got to get the bat off your shoulders a little bit more. And again, I think it's even more critical when you plan on drafting a rookie quarterback because you've got to support him even more, in my opinion, because you haven't supported recent quarterbacks. And then you think about the draft pick situation. So it'd be one thing if it was working, and it's not. And I I guess lastly on it, I think back to this past season and when the offensive issues were continuing on a weekend, week-out basis and and arguably growing – a common phrase that Ballard says when asked about his lack of free agent spending, he will throw out there roster buildings, a 12 month a year sort of thing. You can find guys at all different points of, of, of the off season and even into a season. You didn't see any of that on the offensive side of the ball last year, wide out tight end offensive line. You know, you didn't see any sort of addressing there and the results Again, added up to, from an efficiency standpoint, one of the worst offense last handful of seasons. So I think if he's honest with himself, I don't know how you can ignore that and how you can continue to be stubborn. And, and stubborn's a word that he uses, and I would agree with that. Um, there's a lot of the, his roster building that I think makes sense, but there's a lot of it as well that I'm just kind of like, man, when the results haven't worked out, I think you've got to change and alter. It's a happy meeting between him and Ryan Grigson. I think he's got to find that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just interesting when you talk about, you know, the the top players on the Colts. Like none of them right now, at least as we currently speak, like none of them are the premium positions, right? Quarterback, which obviously inevitably you're going to draft one, but it took how long of you butchering it for you to finally get to the point where you have no other choice. Uh left tackle, hopefully you figure that out, but you kind of, you know, mess around with that for a couple of years. You know, didn't really address it and then Gastonzo hangs it up and boom, you know, you struggle at that position. Then defensive end, all the all the positions, all the times you've thrown, it's not like you haven't tried to address yeah. it. You've just flat out not been able to hit it um, for so many guys. And then and I would uh, say you know, let just, a couple walk. You know, let yeah, yeah. I know he wasn't a defensive end, but he was a virtual guy. You let Autry walk. You know, let Houston walk and bank on the young guys. I think that 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 proved to be costly. Yeah, absolutely. And then just really the Colts haven't, you know, they've drafted guys, but they haven't had like the the instant impact wide receiver either. And I think that's cost them in some ways as well. They haven't really had the guy that you're like, oh my goodness, you know, got a game plan scheme around this guy. They don't really have that. They still haven't had that after, you know, years and years of doing the same thing. And uh, it's just kind of like something's got to change here. You know, I'm not asking you to go drop, you know, gosh, pull a New York Jets and drop, Hundred million on a couple high price free agents or whatever, uh, but what I you know I think what I am and what you are asking is just like hey you know spend a little bit when you need to you know do what you need to do with those positions because in certain ways you've 
you've honestly you've tried and you failed multiple times to address these positions. Now, obviously, you have some young guys at a couple of those positions that you're hoping turn it around and you know really help that position out, and it, it'll be critical down the stretch. But yeah, certainly, I think you need to change some mindsets if you're Chris Ballard going into this this next free agency. Gosh, how many years now? Seven, eight years he's been here, and look at the results. And I think you're right; they do speak for themselves a little bit. Yeah, and just lastly uh, on that, I think it's just you got to be accepting of what the free agent market is. You know, it, it is it's scary money that you throw out there, but you know you can make it work. And I think some of this we should probably acknowledge. Jim Mersey has been a little bit more content with this than than I thought he would be, and so I do think we should acknowledge that. I think Frank Reich was a little content with it as well. So maybe Shane Steichen. You know, can kind of push push some buttons there to try and say, hey, I needed that cupboard to be pretty stocked. But, um, you know, I, I brought up the Jacksonville analogy before from last year. You know, people laughed at them. 360-some days ago, people were laughing their you-know-what off at them and the money that they spent on Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. But they said Trevor Lawrence is – he's out on the plank and – he might jump because it's not looking good after that rookie season. If we don't get him right, we're screwed as a franchise. So they did something that a lot of people, again, laughed at, but they felt like they needed to try and and really give him the type of support that financially you would disagree with. But if it works out, you know, obviously if you save your franchise quarterback, that's all that matters. And they got the last lap with that this past year. Yep. Absolutely. Well, free agency is going to be fun. Uh, Kevin, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you if they haven't already, which I think most Colts fans have, where they can find you, find your work and all that stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that, Cody. It's kbowen1070 on Twitter. Uh, I host a, a morning show here in Indianapolis from 7 to 10 a.m. Each, each and every morning. So I just head over to my Twitter and you can find some links within the bio for uh, for all that. I have to ask, man, I, I haven't ever asked you this about uh, your partner, Jake. I just think it's so funny, the dynamic you guys have together, uh, man. Um, so how, how did Jake handle himself, man, with you being gone for a week? I mean, I know he probably missed you a whole lot. Jake is a unique cat. Um, yeah, <laughs> Mark and uh, Mark and Jake, uh, Mark is our, our producer, Mark Mark Dykton. He, uh, those two, I guess, somewhat held down the fort for the last three days of the week when I was gone. So, boy. Um, I never knew how much I enjoyed vacation time once I started working with Jake. Uh, <laughs> but no, in all in all seriousness, he's an incredible talent, and uh, I hope that our listeners enjoy kind of the the two different styles that we bring, and hopefully, it's entertaining on that end. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, go check him out. Go check out all the stuff over there at the fan and what they do. They do a great job. Thanks, Kevin, for coming on, man, and we'll uh, look forward to hearing from you soon. Cody, always enjoy it, man. See you. All right, have a good one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.